radio. Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to stop the show. John Tanner, Ryan Rogers, DJ Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, it's drunk, be fire like, bruh. We in the field, we in the field, bruh. We in the field, we in the field. Just put it in work, we raising the bar. Tuned in to the track stop. Hey, yo, what's cracking? It's your man, LeCray, aka Crazy Crayola, the bond servant. Right now, you listening to the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and Jeremiah. I see you, boy. Hold it down. Yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right, this episode is sponsored by Good Enough, the virtual conference. Now, check out how I spell that. Good, one word. Second word, enough, E-N-U-F. The virtual concert is going down Tuesday, uh, June 15th. Make sure that you go ahead and get some tickets, check out the merch. You can go to legend.tv backslash good enough. So basically what this concert is going to do is it's going to bring awareness to resources for mental health. So we want to make sure that that's something that we support. Track Stars has always been an advocate for mental health uh, issues in our community and all throughout the world. So make sure you support it too. Good enough. The virtual concert this week. And so when you purchase your tickets, you get it live, but you'll also be able to watch it on demand. And then you'll also get access to good enough session one. So this is session two coming up. And then we got session three on the way. All right. All right. So um, for the last, you know, few weeks, almost to a month, um, we've had a bunch of guests and, you know, we've covered a lot of other people's things. But I kind of wanted to take today to talk about my guys here you know talk to my guys here find out how they doing um you know guests are cool and and you know love what everybody's doing but you know yeah this is a this this is uh to me most fun when we're we're just sharing our heart about what we're really dealing with in life so i'm gonna start light and talk about what jeremiah's been dealing with uh he is shooting a film right now just came back from rehearsals um that like jeremiah's making a movie y'all <laughs> like that's crazy that's crazy so um i just want to kind of talk to him about the process of making a film um writing it some of uh his inspirations like what's his because he's making like what you would call a, a black comedy drama type thing so what were some of his inspirations what's his favorite uh black comedies and uh you know just kind of get a behind the scenes look in while it's happening how you doing jeremiah um good man um yeah man it's really been um just an amazing experience like honestly maya is the director of it and i'm her like second director kind of like ad assistant director so it's just like we just going over the lines with people and talking and like seeing how people um get it and it's just amazing like how we're working with like legit actors here like and they're gonna come up so you know, it's like we give them the script like a couple months ago and now they off the script and they just doing their thing. You know what I mean? So we're just excited about that. Um, when we first wrote it, um, basically, it's called The Dress. You know what I mean? Um, and it's basically just using that stereotype of, you know, the stereotype. They always say that well, the black man got to make it in Hollywood. You got to put on that dress. He'll succeed. You know what I'm saying? And um, we just kind of played off that. We actually wrote this like four years ago, four to five years ago. And um, my wife was like, we got to shoot this. We got to shoot this. Something has to happen. We got to shoot this because we got another one coming. 
and that one is like a three-part movie thing and it's gonna be like a thriller horror um christian thriller horror movie with a black dude doing his thing in that joint like almost on some jason freddy type stuff and um i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell you the name of that but we got that we're working on that one too but this one we we wanted to start off small because we, we never did a, a film period so we just say hey let's start off small and uh, we're excited about that and um it just it's you know it's so funny it's like we 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 casted a couple of months ago and different things we started talking to people and trying to find people and stuff but the month of june happened and then all of a sudden foolishness just starts happening you know what i'm saying like you start seeing people like hey um you know this happened so you can't use this location or Hey, um, I'm booked. I can't do it no more. So now you had to recast. And it's like, wow. So you really feeling the effects of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you really feeling it. Like you're really starting to feel it, you know? So mm-hmm. um, um, tr- is a trailer coming? Of course. Yeah, we got a trailer coming. Um, but we're still working on it. So at the same time, we're still doing, like Sean said earlier, the auditions. And um, and and honestly, um we're still like casting for certain certain smaller roles and stuff, um, but the overall thing is we're shooting it the um, the last week of June. Um, Sean is a part of it, you know what I'm saying? He's he's the um, director of photography. And yesterday, like, and Sean, you ain't telling people the good news. We met up yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't seen Jeremiah in a year and a half, and I finally saw him. I didn't even realize it has been a year and a half because I see him every week on this. He was yeah. like, oh, I ain't seen you in a long time. I was like, what? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then him, my Yo, sister. I'll just say this. I kept saying this. Uh, his his family was there. So it was Maya, his sister. They Everybody looked good. Everybody yeah. looked so good. After a year, not seeing everybody, it was really, really good to see. I've seen Ryan a couple times during yeah. the pandemic, but I haven't seen Jeremiah in a year and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah I haven't seen Jeremiah in a year and a half. Yeah. So I mean, like it's 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 one of those things where it's like seeing everybody, and we was on a set yesterday. We was on we was on a set where we were gonna shoot at, and you know, just Sean's expertise just started shining. Like, hey man, so what do you think about this, this, this? Him and Will, um, Will Smith. Um, he actually has something going on. Not the actor Will Smith, but the Will Smith. He's been on our show before, <laughs> um, and it's just Let's coming together, AD, man. You got his shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy AD, a good comic book. If you out there, comic book fans. Um, so it's been going good and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'll say this to anybody, anything you're going to do for God or anything God's putting your heart to do, just expect the pushback to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's not even just the enemy because the enemy is going to throw stuff your way. But it's sometimes I think it's God to show you like, are you really serious about this? Because at the end of the day, you may not have the stuff you need and it's like i'm we're going to shoot on this day regardless right so now we have to find like we have an opening scene that's kind of like a friend's opening scene right so now we're looking for caucasian actors for this scene right so we're still looking for people um uh, uh, to to fill this scene but we're going to still shoot it regardless come in the last friday or the last saturday of the month yeah so now it's trying to like now it's time to understand like Regardless of the the obstacles, God is going to give us the strength to get this done, period. You know what I mean? So I'll say that about what's going on with with us, man. And um, just 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 like understanding it like, wow, you know what I mean? And then also having an idea of like, okay, so 
even after we we shoot it we got to edit it after all that what's the next steps after that you know what i mean we want to get it into um some um some festivals we want to actually try to put it in some competitions we want to you know anything short films we're going to try to put it in man so yeah man um we're, we're we're that's what we are right now man so i'm i'm very excited and god has been gracious and everything so yeah man Dope. Chris awesome. got his mojo Dope. back. <laughs> you know, you know, Jeremiah, in this camera lighting, man, you can cast me as one of those Caucasian actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of us. <laughs> I look like I look like Dave Chappelle and Martin when they play the uh, the white actors, <laughs> Bob from Accounting. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, that's I want to I want to talk about some of your influences for this. Like, what 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 inspired you to make this, and what are some of the comedies you've seen in the past that that you grew up with that may have kind of like um gone into the you know behind the scenes on this um i would say like what made us write it was just that stereotype like like you can like right now you can go on youtube and there's a documentary called address and they basically got a bunch of people bunch of actors black actors and all this talking about the exact same thing you know what i mean so it was just it just i like a couple years ago it was just like man that would be pretty good if somebody did something like this and just and just see the turmoil i think i think because the public always think like um and i guess the conspiracy jace out of me is always like mm-hmm, see that's how they succeeded but you don't never see that actor like that weighs on an actor like and 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 um i would say shout out to rick because rick is the the main person in this rick sincere uh, MTMV Sports. If you in um, live for Mike Six, um, <laughs> um, you see the weight of it on every scene. You see his weight of an actor. Like man, this is a heavy thing. You know what I mean? And then for some other races, some other races may be like, man, that's not a big thing. It's just acting. I'm just acting. It is not what it is. But I think for some black actors, they're really, especially men, is like right now at this time is like, man, this is a heavy situation. You know what I mean? This is a heavy thing that I really want to um, I really want to be an actor but also I don't want to um, I don't want to have to put on a dress and then some other be like well I'm an actor so I play all types of roles and I'm I'm gonna do what I when I need to do you know what I'm saying so um, um, yeah so we actually don't have a GoFundMe but I, I'll, I'll talk to Maya about that that, that would be great a good idea yeah that man might, that might help yeah you I mean we the finish line yeah, we still we 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 could still do that. I, I, Maya probably watching. I don't know if she's in the comments, but we could do that. We could do a GoFundMe so and Jeremiah, put it out there. Yes. Are you telling me you got my frat brother to put on a dress? No, no, <laughs> okay, no. He's not. He's not. He's not. Good. Good. He, good. No. Okay. We got so a stereotype about us already. We don't need that smoke. <laughs> but no, the, the the premise is the dress is in his dressing room, and they bring it into him after a scene of of his show, and then he's got to go this? home the weekend, huh? Are you able to talk about this? We're not doing any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, you no. the crap out of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, I'm not telling. I'm not telling the ending. So that I don't want Maya to blame me for same, asking so. the question. So yeah. So this is just like the, the synopsis. Knowledge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he just he just has to make a decision, and he and he listens to everybody in his family, friends, girl, or everybody like giving him advice about it, and then he makes a decision at the end. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, man. That's awesome, man. So so talk about like what what are your top five favorite uh you know drama comedies yeah um i'm a big fan of the other guys i know it has nothing to do with this but the other guys the other guys yeah the um with uh mark Wahlburn and will farrell that 70s movie 
No, no, it's a oh, movie. Oh, it's like it's like a cop movie. A cop movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is one of my favorite movies. That's okay. hysterically oh, for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, I would say more for this this type. Uh, of course, Friday. Um, I was just trying to think of some more movies of uh, uh, black comedy movies that I really really did you, enjoy. Did you ever watch? Like, what about the um, what about the uh, Wayans Brothers stuff? Because their stuff is kind of like that. Yeah, like honestly, this is like. Um, one of our first scene one reminds me of an episode on the Wayne's Brothers when Marlon started mm-hmm. working on that show. So I, it always got my idea from that, that almost that scene a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, some of their stuff, but some of their stuff is more spoof comedy. It's not like yeah. a drama comedy type stuff. So like a barbershop would be good too. Um, oh, okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of other stuff um, that comes to mind. I'm just that my mind is slipping me right now, but. Just a lot of stuff. I mean, I I think for me it's more television shows. You know what I mean? Like, like the Fresh Prince, like Martin, um, just like those comedies, like a, a Cosby Show, yeah. But so just all those comedies back in the day that you can see that was funny and stuff. Because honestly, this is it's moments in it that is it's um it's funny, but in some moments, like even today where we was doing some um scenes and stuff and and going over rehearsal. Like it was real, like dramatic moments in it, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" Like, like it's very like dramatic in certain parts, and then it's so funny in some other parts. So, it's it's good, man. It's good, man. It it would be a blessing to, you know, see what God do with it, man. Because I, I mean, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, we we don't know. Like, well, this is new water for us, you know what I'm saying? And I think all of us, honestly, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day what's a success for us you know what i mean is a success for us you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. if this goes well then when sean drops a movie because i know he got a lot of movies in him or whatever you know what i'm saying it helps us and honestly I, I thought about it like if this does do something incredible you know then it, it it brings us into a whole different atmosphere when it comes to movies you know yeah like yeah. like i told jeremiah was like um I'm glad that they jumped out the window on this because this is the type of experience we need to get to that next place. There's a lot of people who would love to get on, you know, Hollywood production staffs and all that. But usually you kind of pick people you're familiar with and that, you know, and you've worked with before. Yeah, this is our chance to build that from the ground up and and build crews and people we know. Oh, we we know that lighting guy is really good. We know this sound guy is really good. We know such and such is really good. And you just work with them and you kind of get better. And that way you don't have to try and break into somebody else's thing. You can build your own uh, team that does movie after movie after movie. and, And you just you guys just get into a rhythm. So this is this is awesome, man. Yeah, man. So, and Jeremiah, I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you discredit the black comedians for putting on the dress? In your you know, sounds you know like what's so yes. funny? Um the what? Sounds like yes. Say? Yes. No, well, I, I you know what's so funny after all the top ones have done it, if you except yeah. for probably Dave Chappelle. I probably say he's the only yeah. one I haven't seen do that. And Cat Williams said he he didn't either. Because Will um, has done it. Yeah. Will Smith. Will. Well, I don't think Will Smith. I've never seen Will Smith put on a dress. He did it. He did it. He did it in um, one of the Fresh Prince episodes. I think he dressed up like a grandmother. Do y'all remember that? No, no, I don't remember that. Okay, I think I remember. I'm, I, I could be. I wrong. know Chris Rock I, I know. did it. Chris Rock was on his show in the dress. Maybe he dressed up as an old man. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I've seen him Chris that Rock, before. Chris Rock. Um, you've seen. Well, I mean, he's not really a big comedian, but you've seen. You know, Steve Urkel do it. Um, yeah, Eddie Murphy he, do it. 
He has an interesting story saying like um, it's a video of him. I think he did one of those TV ones shows like Uncensored or something. Mm -hmm. And he talked about him being Myrtle Oracle and how he felt like a girl in that dress. Like he was like, Mm -hmm. it feels like a woman. You feel like a woman in that dress. And he was like, he was like his father was very like making him feel a certain way. Like some of the now his father was like going at the cast because some of the cast members was like, yo, don't do this. Don't blah, blah, blah. So but I'll say this. this process has made me think like I don't think I don't think you're wrong for doing it, but I I, I understand if you don't do it. You get what I'm saying? Like because mm-hmm. I feel like different people have different things. Like I've seen um, Tyler Perry talk about this on Ti's podcast, right? And he's just saying he was like, "I'm an actor, man." He's like, "Honestly, I hate Medea. I don't want to do Medea, but mm-hmm. y'all like Medea, so it's like I, it's almost like it's like Chick Fil A stopped doing chicken sandwich because." You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So, but I mean, that was his reasoning. Like he was like, I'm an actor. I act. I don't, I'm not just doing this one role all the time, but people like it. It makes the most money. So for me to stop doing it would be like, because of somebody's opinion, because I'm acting, I'm not like after the set, like I'm driving around like Medea, you know what I mean? So, um, I will will say, I will say your, your movie is, pretty fair it's not like it's attacking any one side of this yeah um do you really believe this is a thing i didn't i didn't see the documentary you saw you really think people are plotting to put like this is an intentional thing or do you think this is just eddie murphy wanted to do that or so-and-so martin wanted to do that i think i think um i don't know i I, i'll say early on i felt like it was just funny because I think back in the day, even even like when we were kids watching Bugs Bunny and he dressed up as a girl and gets Elmer Fudd and we, we were laughing at that, right? I think early on it was like, oh, this is hilarious. But I think now, since we're like very hypersensitive and we're very like pro-black right now in our community, I feel like it's more like, bro, don't do that. Like I feel like I feel like, like when it, Martin did Shanae and Martin did his mother, it was like it was genius. Yeah. It was genius. Like Shanene was a genius character. Yeah. But then Martin let us know how how he could take it to the next level with Jerome and yeah. Elroy and yeah. uh you know um he just did he did a great job. So I don't I still think Martin Lawrence I I think he's the goat. I think he's the mm-hmm. goat of um impressions of comedy impressions and our in our era, I think yeah. he's the goat. I mean, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, him and Dave Chappelle, the skits, the stand-up, yeah. they got it all. The acting, they have it down packed. So I feel like now, only thing I say about Dave Chappelle is I didn't appreciate all the movies that he did because mm. he did like half baked, right? And I was, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not into that at all. <laughs> but I did enjoy Blue Streak with him and Martin. I thought that yeah. was good. He has a story on that. Um, when and he did Reggie, with Oprah. when he was on um, Nutty Professor, when he was Reggie on. Nutty oh yeah, Professor. yeah, yeah. He had a he has a story about that on the Blue Street movie where they were trying to dress him out and address just to get him out of a situation, and he was like, nope. And they kept bringing people back to him, and then they finally just like, okay, that's not gonna happen. So it's like sometimes, yeah. So it's just like I, to me, I feel like it depends on the person. If the person is like, man, I'm a come, I'm I'm a comedian actor. And I just think it's hilarious, and we're just gonna get it. And I'm a, and I'm not like trying to do this, but so for so each his own. Couple things, um, you know, Prophet was like, you know, white actors do this too. Like, um, 
um yeah Mrs. doubtfire yeah know, there's, there's other so Tootsie, yeah. Are, you, are you sure this is a black thing oh, or is geez. it just how, how much of this is really centered around homophobia right it's it's um yeah. it's funny to see a guy dressed as a girl you know because it's you know it's funny you know yeah. um and the backlash is it possible that your film may come off as homophobic too like um you know commenting on what what's what's wrong with it you know that that may be the yeah. reaction to it too yeah um so this is an interesting uh topic you're touching on here in hollywood because i don't know how people are going to react to it are they going to think you're being mean are they going to think you're um uh downgrading the the lgbt community do you care like what are, what are your thoughts on that um, I don't think so. This is a um, practice interview because if this blows up, this is coming your way. Bro. <laughs> I know. I don't think so. I, I think um, when you watch it, like, like, I don't think so. I don't think it's like a homophobic movie. Um, I, I think. I think the good thing about it is it's different perspectives on from his people that he loves. Like, like you know how if you if. Um, if 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 somebody in 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 our group has to make a big decision, right? So most likely we're gonna to talk to our wives, we're gonna to talk to each other, we're gonna to talk to um, even our people in our universe. We're gonna get people's opinions and weigh it out and make a decision by it, right? So with um the with the with the main character, it's that he's weighing the decision. He's weighing a decision of a peer actor that did put on a dress and he popping, right? Then he's wearing a decision of his girlfriend who's like an IG model and she popping and he and she's doing stuff for their relationship and vice versa. You know what I mean? So it's different things. And then also it's his best friend who he had that crazy best friend that's like, bro, no, don't do it. So don't that, do it, bro. That best, that best friend is you, right? No, no, I ain't best friend. It, <laughs> that, it, that best friend is you. Like that's, No, it's not that's me. How you talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me. You know what I mean? So it's 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 those dynamics of I don't see I, I think I think what you said earlier, like actually after you read the script, you was like, Man, this is pretty fair. It's not it's, it's not fair, like yeah. yeah, it's not like we're throwing out nothing against anybody, you know what I'm saying? It's just breaking that stereotype. Like we're looking at it like this is something that people are saying is true. And then you have some, is it really true? Like, is the people's lives change? Is any black actor, actor, well, actor, black actors' life change after putting on a dress? Like, we, we talked about Steve Urkel, right? We talked about Jaleel White. Has his life changed after being Murder Urkel? No. No. Okay, so that's like. He to the character. He can't get yeah. out of Steve Urkel. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they later on, later on, he did it again. Like when he did it one when he was like really young, then later on when they was like like years later they did it again, but nothing happened. Like his career was like like nobody was like yo yo Jaleel White went well, out of here because of that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, so childhood actors struggle with something totally different. They get pigeonholed to their roles. I mean, he yeah. can't seem to get out of that role. Like every time you see him act, you hear. I mean, especially when he came out as Stefan Urkel. Now yeah. you just know him as the, you don't hear Jaleel White as Stefan Urkel. He's not yeah. really Jaleel White anymore because the, the voice. Stefan Urkel, yeah, you're right. Urkel, whatever. <laughs> but but I'm saying like childhood actors, they get pigeonholed. Like look at Kevin McAllister. Like you, you mean um, what's his name? Um, Macaulay Culkin. He's always going to be Kevin McAllister to most people. His acting career didn't really take off too far after that age group. He did like Richie Rich and. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, My girl, 
But after that, it was almost like as you get older, it, it messes with you, you know, yeah. just because you have a pigeonhole. So I think Urkel might be pigeonholed to something like that. And, and some other actors may be pigeonholed to it. But the versatility of a Martin, of a Martin Lawrence and a Eddie Murphy, when you can go and do life and then you can go and do, um, you know, a, a, a serious movie like um, Trading Places and stuff like yeah. that, you become somebody totally different. Let me, even look at um, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington can pretty much do anything he wants to do in Hollywood. Yeah. So I think you kind of just earn your place, and then from there you just keep. So, moving. so Jeremiah, I gave you one side of of the uh, conversation. Yeah. When you when you get to conservative media, they're gonna say well, you're not going hard enough. <laughs> like our boy Dylan in the chat would be like, Oh yeah, he's going in. You're not going hard enough. You need Don't to you? be. This needs to be like. You need to be destroying this. Like, why aren't you? Like, what do you well, think? I, my thing is the discussion, man. I, I'm big on discussions. And I think one thing I love about our show is we always have those tough discussions that we have and and have that talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to give the end of the way the end away. I want people to uh, once we drop it and see and stuff like um, because I feel like the discussion is something where you have a conversation with some people, you know what I'm saying? And have those real um real real conversations and have that that talk that you want to have about this situation maybe it is a conspiracy you know what i'm saying maybe it maybe it's not true maybe it is true you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so let's have that real discussion and really out of that discussion have have a have a conclusion of it versus just assuming stuff you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. I, I like i did like we we worked on a road we worked on a um scene today and when one of the characters was telling him like you worked hard. God is going to get you where you are because you're working hard at your craft. You get what I'm saying? Like we 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 discount God and you working hard at your craft. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's some stuff along the road in, in your journey that people help you and like they, they may give you money or help you fund something. But at the same time, it's like some of these things is like you work on your craft to get better and better and better. And those and when you like like using Denzel as an example, Denzel never put on a dress that we know of, but he worked so hard to go from he's each a, role. He works hard to get to who he is. He's in a totally different, he's a different genre category. category. No, I know. But what I'm just saying, I'm just using him as an example, as an actor in general, that he goes from he was a doctor on St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. He was a like he was in um, roles on Holly, I mean, Hollywood. He was on role on Broadway in the 80s and stuff like that. And then he got into the acting and mainstream and then he he was a slave he was different things that his role he took his craft serious to the point that it, even if he if um i don't say he did or nothing but it's just that i feel like certain people take their role so serious and they take their craft serious to learn it and then to study it and then get better and better and better and mm-hmm. better and i think we always think it's something like a conspiracy theory so that person got got yeah, there or yeah. like like um um uh, Michael Che, I don't know. Have y'all seen his show? Yeah, Michael. Not okay, his show, no. Okay, his show's Not on sure. HBO Max, and he has a he has something like kind of about this and talking about like if you pop in as a black actor, you um did some type of gay role or you or you did something gay to 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 for further your career. Mm-hmm. And for some other people, it could be like, nah, I even go to none of these parties y'all be talking about. Or I ain't never. I just went killed my role, went to another level in that role, and then and that was it. Real though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But uh, so let me ask you this question, Jeremiah: 
would you would you defend someone saying that the argument could be that you don't make it until you put on a dress? Because they look at Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah. Jamie Foxx was Wanda on In Living Color. And then from there, Jamie Foxx was a household name. Yeah, but so, but, but that's a sketch he, comedy show. That wasn't because he was Wanda. Like, yeah, no, it like, wasn't because he was Wanda. But I'm saying like his career didn't go backwards from that point. His career jumped forward. Like that was. Yeah. So, do well, you think that there's an argument for those comedians? With those comedians, if you interviewed them, tell you like, yo, I put on a dress and I became one of the top actors, one of the top what 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 what's because it shows my versatility as an actor. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. So, is was that was that because he put on a dress? And because remember, think about it. We're talking about we're not talking about right now. We're talking about the '90s. In the '90s, we had people like you said, Shanene. We had Wanda. We Wanda. had these people that we just thought was in a sketch comedy show and in a in a sitcom was hilarious because you pulled it off. And moments you don't even think Martin is Shanene. At moments Sometimes you don't you think don't. Wanda uh-uh. is. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx, you get what I'm saying? Like, so yes. those things is one of those things that you have. Um, we we discount people playing roles mm-hmm. versus just like conspiracy theory. You know what I'm saying? And like, I understand what um what Dylan is talking about about the whole. It talks about in scripture don't don't put on a woman's garment. You know what I mean? As a man, you shouldn't put on a woman's garment and stuff and, and, and everything. So I understand where he's coming from, but I'm just talking about from a from a perspective of an actor. If an actor says Hey, I'm not willing to do that. I don't think he should get typecast. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? And then vice versa. Like that, you shouldn't throw somebody out because they did decide to do that. I think it's as an so, actor. I think it's more so. Um, anytime you are an actor and you push back at anything, they put you in a category. Oh, this person's difficult. They're not. Yeah. Down. They're not down. Yeah. You know. So yeah. that's that's probably what it is more so. Um, is hey if we you want to do a sex scene no do you want to curse no do you want to do you're just putting yourself in a smaller and smaller box yeah. of opportunities and i think that's more the challenge for christians is are you willing to stand up for your morals are there roles you would do and just say hey i'm just an actor i don't care what yeah. it is i say and doing this role those are the things you got to being a christian actor is probably we talk about christian rappers all the time that's hard enough a christian actor yeah, yeah that's a whole nother whole nother show but honestly, I think we have more actors that happen to be Christians than we have Christians. Yeah, actors. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's just, it's just some people feel like, like, like it's what I do on screen is totally d- different than who I am off screen. And um, I mean, we've met people like that before. So I, I mean, if you if you meet them in real life and they're like, man, that person's nice. That person praying with you, um, know the word of God, know everything, and really like. But when they turn on, when they get in front of that camera, they become that character that they were paid to play. You know what I'm saying? And then if we want to go like biblical about it, of course, um, acting back in the day was like considered hypocrites. You know what I mean? Like a, mm. the word hypocrite come from like acting and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's so level, it's so many levels to this. But I just think sometimes we take it to heart that we discount people hard work at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Because if track stars blow up, right, we've been doing this for like 15 plus years. If we just get on a radio station, somebody like, so who did Ryan have to get with to to this? To why, pop why, off? why? Why you gotta start with my name? Why? Why? You got why the waves. You got the waves. You got the waves that 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 people like. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm just I'm just saying that those rumors happen because oh she just got on because she a singer. It's like well she she is a singer, but at the same time she may be a good personality. 
You know what I mean? So I think that's just one of those things that we got to stop doing. Stop discrediting God's opening door for people and then discrediting people's hard work they put in just because they did something that you wouldn't do, but you struggling because you just felt like you didn't want to do it. It's consequences to everything, every decision you make, good or bad. So... Yeah. So to clear and up, next, and next time I get interviewed like this, Maya probably would be with me. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, babe, 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 I got it. <laughs> to clear up what Jeremiah just said, if Track Stars goes anywhere, people are gonna only be able to ask the question, "Who did Ryan pay?" Not gonna be anything about no other stuff. So Jeremiah, starting off using my name. Why you call out Sean's name? Why you start with Sean? Track <laughs> Stars blow up, general, then it gonna be his. Good. Are you the person that's going to talk to the people? They're going to invite you to the party more than Sean and myself. Okay, see, stop talking about parties, man. Stop talking about parties. This is getting bad. You've been to some parties, Ryan, you know. Um, what? No, I haven't. Uh, anyway. Y'all going to make my wife knock on the door and be like, we need to have a conversation about your previous we've life. Talk, we've talked about the parties we've been to, Ryan. We've talked about that on Birthday here. bash. No. Meet and greets. No. <laughs> Yo, yo, uh, so we've talked about this. We, you know, pause, pause. You, you know, um, you're in the field with the track stars: Ryan Rice, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. They go. All right, y'all. Let's get out. <laughs> yo, what's good? This is Mike Sars from Track Stars, and if you're a music artist and you haven't already signed up for Nectar Distribution. Honestly, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. So let me tell you about it. You get unlimited uploads of your music throughout the year. You also keep 100% of the rights. You get to use our one-of-a-kind single maximizer tool in which not only do we push your music to the streaming sites like Spotify, Google Play, and Tidal, but we also push it to music blogs so you can get more eyes on your music. And the best part about it is it's only $19.99. No, not a month, but a year. Again, what are you doing? I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go ahead and sign up today for Nectar Distribution at NectarDistro.com, and we'll see you inside. Hey guys, this is Miracle from Trackstars. I wanted to make sure you guys know all about the official Trackstars universe. So, if you'd like a free Trackstars t-shirt, yes, as well as free merch, discounts, and exclusive content, and of course, direct access to your favorite radio host, then this is for you. Make sure you go to trackstars.com forward slash official. That's trackstars.com forward slash official. This is Moly the Iceberg. Tribe is on the move. You're now tuned in to Track Stars. It's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. Welcome, man. It's Entertainment Report time. Let's get it going. All right, man. Gemstones is returning. If you don't know who Gemstones is, he used to be Gemini. He used to um, be with Lupe Fiasco, first and 15th label, but he became a believer and got saved, and he signed with Exist Music back in the day, about not back in the day, like 2012. Well, that's back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Around his album, I mean, like early 2010s, and then he dropped Elephant in the Room, his classic debut. People love that album. Recently, he got on IG and stated that Elephant in the Room 2 will be dropping very soon. Man. So, also, he also said he's going to be writing rhymes and he's going to give away the book he wrote the rhymes in for Elephant in the Room 2 for a lucky fan to win. So, follow him on IG if you're a big fan of Gemstones. If you don't know about Gemstones, go check out his music. Um, elephant in the room he has some mixtapes some dope mixtapes as well 
but he's a very good lyricist, man. He's one of the best. Uh, I think he's he's a quote unquote hidden gem in CHH that people don't know him a lot about because I think his situation. So, um, mm. but shout out to him, man. Chicago's very own gemstones. All right. K Drama is going to be honored at the Kingdom Choice Awards. K Kingdom Choice Awards is excited to announce that the Christian hip hop veteran K Drama will be the 2021 KCA honoree recipient. Marcus Hall, the CEO, said um, it's an honor and a privilege to honor such a sincere and humble brother such as K Drama. He is truly one of the unsung heroes of CHH. K Drama, if you don't know his story, is a Billboard charting artist who was once signed to the legendary Cross Movement Records. Not only is K Drama a recording artist, he's also an amazing producer. He's produced tracks for Lecrae uh, on his Dove Award and Stella Award nominee album Rebel. He's also produced on Grammy nominated album One. Our world redeemed by flame. He's produced a lot of stuff too in our genre, man. And um, and 2015 was crowned um, Rapzilla Beat Battle Champion and uh, winning the sixth annual event. And then also, man, I think I don't think he gets enough credit. K Drama doesn't get enough credit about. Remember um, Air Jordan, Sean? Oh man, um, yeah. that was like the first mm -hmm. viral moment for CHH. And I'm talking about like everybody was doing their remakes to air jordan you had a um um a show baraka did um kobe, kobe bryant on them yeah somebody did a rick flair on them somebody like that was the moment when i was like wow christian hip-hop took like because at that time remember everybody was rapping over more mainstream beats and doing like kind of like freestyles but everybody in our space was getting that beat from K Drama and rapping over it because the beat is fire. Like the, the beat is a dope beat. Air Jordan. If you if you ever want to hear that song, if you're new to the space, if you like, I don't go that far back, go check that song out. Um, K Drama, Air Jordan. And people were doing so many remakes to that song because it was so it was a hot record and it was crazy. And then I remember um I think Derek Minor put him on stage at Flavor Fest. So man, yeah, shout out to K Drama. Well deserved, sir. Well deserved. All right. Um DMX may have a gospel album in the works. According to the sources close to DMX camp, the Rough Rider legend completed a gospel album during the Redemption of the Beast era that has yet to see the light of day. The project is supposedly being shopped around to labels right now. Um, DMX has routinely, uh, uh, I'm sorry, routinely, um, routinely injected his strong faith in his lyrics. So it comes so no surprise he was armed with an entire project dedicated to the lord man so what do y'all guys think man what do you what do you think should like what do you think that the album sounds like what do you what y'all thoughts you kind of just brought dmx back alive with the yeah, you said he had <laughs> something in the works yeah <laughs> it's just like wait a minute what and no, before he passed he had he well the redemption of the beast era was like an album that came out in the 2010s i think or late late 2000 early 2010s so he's been having that but i was thinking this this is what i was thinking I think whoever is running that project needs to have somebody from our culture to put features on it. I, I can't. I don't want to hear Jada Kiss do, I on. I want you to put me on a song with a, a dead person. That just seems weird. No, that's that's no, an but, honor, man. Yeah, but but well, I would weird. say this. It's this is what honor. I would think. when when they did it for uh, Big and like whenever yeah. they do those posthumous albums, and you could get that's an honor to be on. Yeah, that. Uh, I, I think I think out. people like Reconcile should be on that project. Like street Does dudes that love like, God should video? be on that album. Like, now nah, we ain't doing no video. They've done videos too. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Like it's weird to me. Really? This is me. Me personally. God. All right, man. One last story. One of the big stories this week. Indie Tribe Festival 
Indie Tribe has just announced the Holy Smoke 2021 Festival, um, also presented by Invite Only. The festival will be taking place in Atlanta, Georgia, July 30th and the 31st. Aside hey. from No Big Deal, Mowgli the Iceberg, um, John Keefe and DJ Michael V, there will be also 10 other artists as well. They're saying all these artists they're bringing is independent artists, indie artists. So if you want to purchase your ticket, go to IndieTribe.us. You know what I'm saying? We got to go to that, bro. We got to. Y'all going yeah. to try to go? We yeah, got to go. Definitely. We can't. We can't. This guy can't be in Atlanta. We not be at that. Definitely. All right, man. Copper section this week. Man, man. Doggy Dog EP. Not Clyde, Mastery 7 EP, Mike T's Heat, very good project. All those are good projects. Derek Minor, Clean Single, C Straight, Crazy Single, Low So Till I'm Home Single, Mitch Darrell, Autopsy Single, um, Drika Will, God Fear Single, The Rich One, Bag Single, Toya For Real, Uh Han Single, and International Show, Tap In Single. Ryan, you got anything? No, sir. No, sir. Don't. Okay. All right, y'all. So uh, let's do this. Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You are listening to the track stars with Shantana, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now you're in the field with the track stars. Track stars. Track stars. Ryan Righteous. Sean Tanner. Right now you listen to the track stars. You know what time it is. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Navy Gate. You track stars, music artist. And you are in the field with the family, track stars radio. Beef. We got respect for y'all, yeah. but respect the grind, baby. Respect the grind. I gotta go get the. I gotta get the flex bombs today. Respect the grind. What's going on, family? Hey, look. If you're an artist out there, I know how hard it can be. I, I'm an artist as well. And whenever you release a song you think is dope, you're like, man, this is gonna be the one. You have to go through the process of marketing. That's the hard part. That's when it really, really, really gets serious, right? Because even if you got a dope song and nobody knows about it, it's going to be a flop. So if you know the process, that means you got to go to each website, follow their submission rules, email them, do whatever they need you to do one at a time. These outlets do not like to be spammed. They do not like to be put on BCC lists, uh, email spam lists. But never fear, we have come up with a way to solve this problem. We created something called the Single Maximizer. Single Maximizer allows you to fill in the details for your song one time, and we 
customize it for each outlet and send it out to all of them for you. Not in a mass email, not a spam, individual emails customized exactly what they asked for in their music submission guidelines. It's an amazing tool. We use it for ourselves and our own music. And we're trying to share it with you guys. So go to trackstars.com forward slash single maximizer. Take advantage of it right now. It's an amazing tool. Check it out. Let us know your success stories. Tell us what works. Trackstars.com. Go check it out right now. It's your girl, Angie Rose, and you're in the field with the Trackstars. All right. We are back. We are back. All right. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> uh, hey, take him all the way out the playlist, uh, Jeremiah. Take him out there. <laughs> I got to do some all things. Anyway. Make sure you go to track. All things track stars. Make sure you go to track stars with a Z dot com. Follow us on Instagram. Like the Facebook page and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, do that. Okay, so um, like I said, I want to talk to my guys today. Um, and Ryan brought this topic up to me this week. Uh, one thing we've noticed is since we've gotten married, um, you know, with kids and all this kind of stuff, talking to God has been a little bit different. What do you, mm-hmm. I, explain to me what you, what you said, Ryan, I, I think people really appreciated when we got really honest last week, Jeremiah. Okay. Um, I got a lot of good feedback from that show. People saying, you know, when we're talking about depression, that it was helpful. So I, I think we should be honest more often. You know what I mean? So what what do you what what are you dealing with right now, Ryan? Tell tell the people. So I was I was kinda telling you that um I'm reading the Bible in in a year with some friends, right? And uh I know that sometimes I'll look up and I'll see that like five, six, seven days have gone by. And it's not that I haven't talked to God. It's not that I haven't looked at the verse of the day or something like that. It's just I have not had time to like sit down and do devotion. And I honestly would say that it's because, well, I got a newborn at home right now. That's one thing. But I honestly say, too, is that, you know, in the new style of 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 getting the word and podcast and and stuff like that, I feel like it's it's one of those things you kind of do when you're passing time you know like you're driving a car you're listening to a podcast you're listening to your bible app you still got your eyes on the road you still you know looking around to see if anybody's coming and you know all these different things and so it's kind of like you just kind of feel the space it's not real devotion to me and i just was saying that i remember when i used to uh i used to have a prayer group that met every wednesday at 5 a.m at our church to to pray I used to be a part of the youth ministry group at my church. I used to um, get up on Sunday mornings and I was at I had like perfect attendance at church. You know, Sunday mornings I was there Thursday night. I was there serving in ministry, volunteering. And, and I know that, you know, things change when you become um, a husband and even, you know, even more when you become a father. And I think, you know, we were talking to Sean, you were talking about scripture that talks about, you know, um, uh, honoring your singleness and being able to remember, you know, spend that time with God. And I was just saying that I don't have any regrets with that. I spent a lot of time with God when I was single. Um, but I, but it also changed, too, when I lost my dad. When I lost my dad, yeah. it was hard for me to it was hard for me to understand that that was God's will because there were so many factors that played into, well, if my dad hadn't met this person, if my dad had got away from this person a little sooner, you know, he might still be with us. And so for me, that was like really hard to understand. And it was the first time in my life things had not gone my way. Like that was the first time a prayer wasn't answered. And as I look back on it now, yeah, the prayer was answered because my dad was suffering, y'all. Like my dad was 
my dad had to learn how to walk again. He had to learn how to tell, you know, tell the difference between colors. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember walking in his uh, hospital room one day and basketball was on TV. And he was like, what is that? What are they doing? And I'm like, man, like he wouldn't have wanted to live that way. And so I, I thank God that he's no longer suffering. But at the same time, that just rocked me so hard, you know, and it was 30 days before my first child was born. And now I have my first son. And my dad didn't get to experience him, you know. So to me right now, I'm just kind of going through this place where um, I'm trying to stay as close to God as I can. I'm trying to uh, remember the things that that, you know, bring me closer to him. Definitely my wife and my kids bring me closer to God as I try to teach them about God, as I try to, you know, uh, show examples. um, It reminds me that things have just changed and I have to accept that. So, you know, um, from time to time, I do like to I do like to, you know, reminisce on those days when I was, you know, going so hard. And even on Sunday morning now, like I told my wife, I looked at my wife last week and I said, man, we need to go back to church. We, we just need to try, you know, and last week my son didn't sleep through the night. So we had a real crazy night. So we didn't go that that following morning. But for me, it was like as as the kids are here and we're watching sermons on television, we have to get up and get you know some juice or they want some some crackers or they want you know they come in running around or somebody hit me and you know you got to stop and so by the time i look up i just missed the whole purpose of the sermon i can hear it but i'm missing sitting there and being focused on it so that's what i talked about you know i just want people who are single right now to value their singleness you know value it i mean and if you're married value your your marriage and, and everything but that time with god is very important and very very valuable for us yeah we were uh, go ahead jeremy i want to hear what you think no i was i was i was about to ask us a question and um just thinking about it like um drifting drifting away from god but just thinking about our fathers like like anybody has anyone here has father regret like anything that you regret not doing with your dad going towards the end of his life because i, I mean just as i you was talking about it ryan mm-hmm. i just thought about it, like we all lost our fathers like we yeah. all three of us are like without our fathers do any of y'all have that like because i know i do to be honest like have fathers regret about something i think ryan out of all of us had the best uh time with his dad yeah um so i think he it probably hit some different my relationship with my dad got better towards the end um and before i found out he was sick which is what i'm grateful for like um my entire life i had been really kind of trying to figure out how to do something big for god you know Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways I, i felt like my dad's life was um uh smaller than what i wanted having a wife kids I felt mm-hmm. like it was almost like a failure to live that life. Mm-hmm. And you're not on fire. I mean, he, he was an evangelist. He did stuff in the church. He was always at church. But I felt like I, I was supposed to be doing something bigger for God. And yeah. just mm-hmm. settling down and just living a normal life felt like a loss. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I see that the other way around. Like the life he lived, taking care of us and my brother and sister, the example mm-hmm. he set had a had much bigger impact in the world than I could have imagined. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Raising children after God's heart is one of the best things you can do on this planet if you're given the opportunity. So it's not it's not a failure to not be like, you know, some mega preacher or some mega 
Christian superstar. In a lot of ways, some of those people are failures, you know? Yeah. Um, so the God really reframed it because me and my dad had a lot of battles because I wanted to do something big. I wanted to do all these things. And he was like, yeah, I want you to go to college. I want you to get a job. I want you to have a wife and a kid. He wanted me to have the standard life. And I was always yeah. bucking against that. And Mm-mm. later, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, he finally saw what God was trying to do in me through track stars and everything we were doing. And something changed in him. He just, he start he, I remember the day he came to my album release and he had on the track star shirt <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh, like my dad really, he believes in me now, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, he, he sees why I care about this so much now. Yeah. Um, cause he like Christian rap, da, 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 what, what is that? <laughs> what doing? Um, and he wasn't wrong, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think he realized that this was my love for God showing, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't exactly like his, but it, it was just as valid. So we got closer, um, towards the end. So I don't regret, you know, anything like that. I wish, I wish that would have started sooner, but, yeah. mm-hmm. um, definitely when I found out he was sick, um, before he died, that was the best part of like our relationship. I would say, yeah. um, it was very, I, there was no more like walls or anything after that. So, yeah. I do think with like Ryan, it did affect my my faith. You know, it's harder to pray when you feel like one of the biggest prayers you ever had didn't work. Didn't it's, work. It's really yeah. hard to pray. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it, it feels almost like, well, God, if if that was a no, why would I ever expect a yes? Why don't I just have the kind of faith that says, you know, whatever you want. That's kind yeah. of what my prayers kind of turn into. Whatever you want to do, yeah. which is not mm-hmm. bad. It's yeah. true. You should feel that way. Yeah. But I stopped asking for big things for a while, yeah. you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of where I've been. You know what hurt me the most was people telling me that my dad was coming home from this hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say God told you that my dad was coming home if God didn't tell you my dad was coming home. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was the night before he passed. Somebody called me up and was like, your daddy is getting up and he's coming back out of that bed. You just wait and see what God does. And I'm like, hospice just called me and told me, you know, 24, 48 hours at max, you know. And, and, and this person calls me and I start going home praying for a miracle and my dad is dead eight hours later, you know. Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me, it was Christians that upset me the most when my mm-hmm. dad was sick. It was Christians um, because... They they want to say things to comfort you. And that's not what you need to hear. You need to hear. Keep your faith. You need to hear. Let God's will be done. You need to hear whatever happens. Trust God. You don't need to hear people telling you false stories about what they heard in their prayer closet. They obviously didn't hear that. And so, you know, that's kind of why I feel bad for a lot of people who are close to me who, you know, made that Trump prophecy about him getting back in office. It's like (laughs) I feel bad. Because their walk is, is is hurting right now. You know, yeah. I feel really bad about that. I know somebody really close to me that is experiencing that. They're like, God, how could God tell me that Trump was going to get back in office and Trump didn't get back in office? And so you have to just be careful about those different things, because I think one of the things that we can do to hurt people the most is the church hurt. The church hurt is us getting in our own way, us playing God, us being able to try to, you know, move things toward the needle that we want to see it done. And another thing that really hurt me with my dad passing was I felt like I didn't do enough. Mm. 
I felt like, well, I didn't turn down my plate and fast for him. You know, why didn't I do that? And if I had done that, would I have gotten God's attention? Would I have gotten, the, you know, just those different things? So, Jeremiah, there is some regret there. Um, not so much with me and my dad's relationship, but just the way that I took for granted my dad. I took yeah. him for granted, man. Like, I really did. I mean, I know all the great things that he did for me and all the great things that he said to me. But to me, it felt like I could have spent much more time learning from him. I, I just was talking to my mom the other day and my mom was like, I was talking with one of your dad's cousins and she was just kind of telling me that your dad really grew up in the projects. Like he really had it rough. And my dad never talked to me about that. He took me to Washington, D.C., and he passed by a place where the projects had been torn down. And he said, yeah. you know, there were some projects here. I used to live here. And I saw some places and I was like, oh, this looks a little dangerous. But to be where I am right now, to be yeah. where he where he brought me, like I live. We were middle class family. We lived in a nice home with a basement and had our own bedrooms and lived in a neighborhood where we could stay out with the street lights on, you know, on or off. And then I turn around and I go out and I do something for my wife and my kids to bring them up in a nice, safe neighborhood, what I think is nice and safe. And it's just like the cycle just kind of got better and better. And my dad, I remember him coming over to my house just a couple of uh, just about a, maybe a month, about a week before his accident. And he said, man, I'm so proud of you. You got this beautiful home. You married a beautiful wife and you're about to have a baby. The last thing my dad said to me when he was coherent was that he was like, I'm so proud of you. He called me. He said, I just want to hear your voice and tell you that I love you. I'm so proud of you. He said, you know, you got this beautiful home and this beautiful wife and y'all are about to have a kid. He's like, you're doing everything I wanted to see you do. You're raising a family. You're starting wow. off your life. And that was the last thing he said to me coherent. And, yeah. and I, I live with God every day saying thank you for that being the last thing he said to me we yeah. weren't yelling at each other we weren't arguing we weren't having differences of opinion it was he was proud and i for yeah. a long time thought i was not making my dad proud mm-hmm. so. yeah man um i would say like i think the only regret i have was not speaking to my father going towards the end of his life literally like i remember this and it's always haunt me like doing my father I remember the day before he died, I called up there and they say, um, I asked for his room and they say, so do you want to speak to your father? Like, yeah, I was like, nah, he's good. I just want to make sure he's all right. And they was like, okay, that's fine. All right. Thank you. Yeah, he's in his room. And then the next day he passed. Mm. And that's something I got to live with. Like I literally have to live with that because I decided not to, because honestly, like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I, I look at everybody that I'm, I'm friends with, my wife, you know what I mean? Like, I could be a better family member, like, honestly. And she tells me that all the time. Like, you could be a better family member. Like, mm-hmm. I could be a better family member to my mom, my sisters, and everything like that. And there's something in me that kind of, like, put a wall with me and my family. Not, like, mm-hmm. on purpose, but just... It's something about where Protect I'm yourself. like standoffish, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like standoffish, and it's not, it's not like I don't like them because I love my sisters and I love my brothers, I love my mother, mm. but it's just something where it's just like I feel like it's like a, I feel like a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a, I'm not a grown man around them sometimes. Mm. They, they treat me like 
that's my little brother yeah. or that's my my for my mother i'm her youngest child so it's like i feel that way right so sometimes i feel that way with my family and then like going back to my father was like it's some stuff i learned from my father and then some stuff that i'm like uh okay that's great and then some stuff i'm like i do not want to do that you know what i mean so my father was a hard-working man he was a like he was a truck driver he worked hard he made sure that like um him and my mom then we didn't live together often but um he made sure that if she called and i needed something he he, he provided um mm. but at the same time it was a lot of stuff that the way his life ended that as i look back i'm like man you could still be alive if you didn't make these bad decisions yeah. you know what i'm saying so mm. I, I feel like and um and the reason why i asked that question is because sometimes people i've heard people say that sometimes your 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 physical father relationship it could be an idea of your relationship with god yeah so yeah. when you said what you just said earlier about missing days like i'm on a bible app me and maya's on a bible app and some days i just miss like i'm missing days and not like on purpose mm -hmm. but just like like life is starting mm -hmm. to happen so you like you wake up you work out we work out together then i'm like okay i gotta go get dressed go to work and then you know what i'm saying but i just you just gotta try to fake trying to figure out how to make time for stuff you know what i mean or mm -hmm. like praying like you saying sean like like when you when you pray and it's like man like this 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 correlation you know what i mean it doesn't just feel right you know what i'm saying and and honestly i feel like sometimes it's just like god like where are you you know what i'm saying like and then it's like yeah. like even doing what we do sometimes i get frustrated like that because i feel like god mm -hmm. we've been faithful in this thing why hasn't this gone the way we've go yeah. wanted to go you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. or like we do stuff or whatever and it's just like it just feels frustrating yeah. at times and to be real it's just like like god i love you but like why, why it's, it's almost like like i always say joseph's story like because joseph's story is so real it's like you know you called to be something great or you know you know you're called to do something more like something that would change people's lives yeah. but it just yeah. seems like that process just takes you slower and slower and slower and slower until finally out of the blue like oh yeah i remember this kid he was giving my dreams let's let's just do let, let's grab that kid i remember what's his name oh joseph and then overnight his life changed but it just feels that way sometimes and it feels hard like it, it really does sometimes even as a man sometimes i'm like yo that this weight feels hard you know honestly. jeremiah i i didn't appreciate enough at the time that you you lost your dad um you know way before uh, before ryan too right yeah 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 so you were I, the first one of us to deal with that and then you know each of us eventually had to deal with the same thing yeah and i didn't at the time really just even comprehend what that might have been like for you and you dealt yeah, with that and i know either. you and maya dealt with that around the same time so you had her yeah. but yeah. yeah man i i'm sorry that i didn't i didn't even really get it man until yeah until i had to face yeah. it no it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like you 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 knew like i knew kind of like kind of like what ryan was saying like you knew like this wasn't going to turn out like you like it's coming towards an end. Like you see this is coming towards an end. You want the best, you're praying, you're asking the Lord, you know what I mean? And then honestly, at that time, I was going through a lot at that yeah, time. Yeah. Like I was, I was like out of a job. I was doing this. I was, I was like, yo, what is going on with my life? What is going to happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? I was going through a lot. So I, at that time, it was another whirlwind that was just part of the tornadoes that was, I felt in my life. And I was just like, well, God, you know, you know, um, I pray um, for my dad and, you know, you took him. So, 
you know, and then like going towards the end of his life, he was in a lot of pain too. He was dealing with a lot of like sickness. So it was just like, maybe it's, it's just better for him to, to not be in this earth no more. Yeah. And not saying that in a, like a, a raw way, but just in a way of, if you see somebody in pain or you see somebody just like, man, this is just constantly. And then also I felt like he going towards the end of his life, he felt kind of lonely. Like, like where, what I mean, like I have other um, sisters um, that was up north, but they was kind of like, they was going through some stuff. And it was just like, every time I went to see him, he was just like, he was happy, my brothers and stuff like that. So it was just a lot he was going through at that, going towards the end of his life that was just like, like, man, you know what I mean? So that's why another yeah. part, I feel that regret because it's like, I could have talked to him. Like yeah. I could have literally talked to my father, but I chose mm-hmm. not to because I was like, oh, he's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I, you think somebody has another, you got other yeah. extra time, but you really don't. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ryan, were you, were you around, uh, when, when your dad passed or did you have to kind of go back and find out? Um, I saw him that night. I went, I was driving home and then three o'clock that morning, they called us and told us he had transitioned. But so, you know, I will say this. Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'll say you and I had a conversation um, the day before my dad's act, the day of my dad's accident. Well, I'll go back and tell that, but you're, you're like you're getting to a point, so go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just I the the way it happened for us is we were at the hospital. They said you know it's not looking good, whatever. We went home and then they called us back. They didn't tell us why, so we're going mm-hmm. to his room not knowing, and, and we turn the corner and, and he's just and he's just there. And I I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I think what tipped us off, they had a sign that says, um, you know, please be quiet or whatever, blah, blah. And I was like, what does that mean? Um, but losing your dad, man, there's some, I, I can't explain what it's like, but something about that, it just almost like marked for me in my mind, like even when I pray, I can't see my life past his age now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like your dad almost yeah. kind of goes before you and mm-hmm. you kind of watch how he dealt with different parts of his life. And I remember you know you know when he was in his mid 30s i remember when he was in his 40s i remember now i can't see past 66 for my own yeah. life so yeah. i don't even expect to make it myself past his age now and well, there's something yeah. about that that like when i talk to god i'm like i i just i don't know what to do after that you see what i'm saying like that my mm-hmm. jesus didn't live past 33 my dad didn't live past 66 how how do i know what to do past that I have no roadmap anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with, man. I deal, I deal with that on a deep, deep level because my grandfather was, my, my grandfather died of a brain injury. My dad's youngest brother died of a brain injury and my dad died of a brain injury. And I keep thinking, what's my brain injury going to be? Yeah, you know, exactly and I do, is, yeah. I do a lot of work around the house. And every time I get on a ladder, I'm like, is this going to be how my kids find me? Yeah. And the biggest fear for me is I never thought I qualified with God for a wife or kids. Right. And now that I have them and I look around and I see, you know, what my life has become. I keep thinking, man, this is just four people plus a wife that's going to hurt when something happens to me. This yeah. is more like when my kids cry, cry, I always get a twinge in my mind like, oh, my God, I hope that this isn't how I 
you know, I hope if I go, this is not what they feel yeah. when, you know, like my daughters will cry, daddy, 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 I just want my daddy, I just want my daddy. And I'm thinking to myself, what if my wife is trying to sit there and console them and say to them, daddy's not coming home, you know? And um, I, I'm, I'm a little paranoid. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've gone through great lengths to make sure that my kids have something if something were to happen to me tomorrow. You know, if something happens to me tomorrow, my wife has something because legacy is so big for me. Le- leaving something behind, making sure that they don't have a want, making sure that I've done everything I can while they're here to protect them is is key for me. And it's like. This is the biggest problem that I have is that me and Sean had a conversation. We were on the phone the day my dad's accident happened and we were both saying to each other, like, life is good right now. You know, I got a child on the way. I just got this nice new home. Um, My wife is happy. Our marriage is good. You know, my parents are straight like this is great. And then I get a call two hours later that my dad is missing. You know, and then when they find him, they find him with his his brain, his head bashed in. Like who bashed my dad's head in? I still want to know who bashed his head in. And so for me, it's like I I, I get that feeling like everything is good. I talk to my mom every day and every day. And I'm like, God, I just don't want there to be a day when we can't talk. And I let that consume me as to how I end my day and how I start my morning. Like, I don't want to have a day where. We get a phone call that something happened to my wife's family, my yeah. wife's parents. I just I just don't want to deal with that. And I know that I have to. But every day I talk to God, it's like, God, don't let today be that day. So and it bo- makes it feel like I'm not I'm not faithful that God is going to see me through. My mom could be 98. My mom could be 112 when something happens. And I'm just I hate the fact that I live that way. So both of you guys are on my prayer wall. And this is good for me to hear you know there's a bunch of other people listening to but it's good for me to hear (laughs) because like when i pray for you guys like that's that's what um that's what we all need is is the peace of mind to know we've been faithful like what jeremiah was talking about i feel the same way it's like man you you see other people who uh get rewarded when it's like well they're not you know i mean you get that feeling like how, how come we've been doing this the right way and other people are like how's that fair you know and yeah. but the faithfulness is not for your success is for is for his glory so when we tell stories like this people listening that are also trying to be faithful know that they're not alone yeah. and 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 that the the benefit of that is that their life can be a blessing to other people so even if the level of success you imagine in your head doesn't come your faithfulness when other people see it it lets them know that it's possible to be faithful to god yeah in yeah, this world, it seems impossible to be faithful to God. It feels impossible to be a virgin when you're married. It feels impossible to be faithful to your wife. It feels impossible to, you know, not take the role where you're butt naked in the movie. You know what I mean? It feels impossible. Yeah. But when you watch somebody that's been doing it for 15 years and they're still sticking to their principles and God, that's yeah. like I said about my dad, where I thought, you know, the big life was what you needed. No, his quiet, committed life. There was only you guys were at the funeral. There was only. Mm-hmm maybe 50 people in the room yeah. but his life mattered more to me and to a lot of people than the person with a thousand people at the funeral yeah because mm-hmm. he had a bigger impact on in this world for the kingdom than that mm-hmm. thousand person funeral did right so yeah. so even if it's quiet around you and it doesn't look like anything's happen happening stay faithful to god stay committed stay consistent and don't give up because it may not look the way it's supposed to look now or you think it's supposed to look like, 
but he's using you for something bigger than you can imagine. And the reward may not come here. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the hardest thing to realize is that the reward may come for your kids. It may come in heaven. It, it may come wherever it is. But finish your life strong. Don't don't get weary yeah. when you are age and you're like, man, this ain't working. Like, keep, yeah. keep fighting. And I, I think one of the things is like coming to a conclusion that you may be Moses. Like you may be a Moses in your situation. And what that means is like you may not see the promised land. You may just help people get to the promised land. So if we if our show help another show get to their promised land where they on national FM and whatever, and they say, hey, man, I used to just watch this guys, these guys, Wado, crew, da, 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 and track stars. And it's like, wow, we're part of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, and then another thing too, we, we're helping a genre that's like a, a, a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. now it's to a point where it's like, like we may not. And, and I think we as people and as, as men, we have to be okay. Like God, if we are the Moses in this situation, we got to be okay mm-hmm. with that. You know what I mean? We've seen, we walked around the desert with these people. And you know what I'm saying, and and we were we were okay with that. It sucks because mm. Moses wanted to go to the promised land. Mm. He wasn't like, I just I want to hand it off to somebody else to get there. But it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I'm serious. Like if you read it, he's like, yeah. like yeah. I want to go to the promised land too. But mm. at the same time, sometimes God is like, okay, I I, I used you for where you need to go. These people they couldn't have gotten I'm there gonna, without you. Yeah, they couldn't have gotten yeah. there. And we just gotta be okay with that. And and that's a hard pill to swallow, honestly. That just being real. Because, I mean, I think I can speak for all three of us. We don't want to get up on Monday morning and go to XYZ job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, bro, I'm tired of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're. we're so gifted. I think that's another yeah. thing, too, is like, um, we are gifted guys. Like, we're, like, I could tell people about each, everything Ryan does, what Sean does. And people are like, yo, y'all, this is going to work for y'all. And it's like. Yeah, it is, but we just don't know when. Like, we don't know when God is just gonna say, "Okay, mm-hmm. this is the time for you guys to do that." And and if, yeah. if if He doesn't, then we just like I said, we have to be okay with that. And like I said, it's a hard yeah. pill to swallow, but at the same time, God is gracious enough that we um, were faithful to what He gave us, and and and, and we and, and help him break artists. Like I just thought about it recently. I was like, man, a lot of people popping right now in Christian hip hop, media wise, and even. Behind the scenes, we got a hand on that. Yeah. And not on a brag thing, but just like, I can name a few people that, yo, they were part of our journey. Like, we helped them in their journey. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we could say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless of how they feel about us or whatever, but it's like, like we help. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, just to see your DNA and seeing, like, how you help people along the way is just amazing, man. Yeah, with yeah, the right man. situation, we could do a lot more in this space. We just yeah. need the time. I mean, give give me 18 hours to dedicate to this in a day. Speaking speaking of that, I I will say this. Um, Last week, again, we were real vulnerable last week. And I told y'all that we need a video editor. Um, That's something I've been praying for. Literally, it's written on our prayer wall right now for the last seven years. (laughs) I've been doing all these videos by myself. And and, uh, we got response. Dope. Mm. So I'm going to make it a habit of being uh, transparent with you guys on what we need. Um, and what we're hoping for and praying for. So even if you can't personally help, you may know somebody or you may, you know, add it to your prayer wall for, for us. Um, so right now what we're, we've, we've had a lot of investors, uh, interested in investing in what we're doing and Nectar and track stars. Uh, we need 
we need help with that. We need we need investors to step up and 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 really believe in us and put the money down. Uh, we need to get ourselves to a place where we're structured better. We need um, we need salespeople who can push what we offer. Our three main things we're pushing right now is Nectar, Single Maximizer, and the Universe. We need people who are willing to call people, you know, get on the phone, push, become affiliates. The, the affiliate links are in here. Um, we have awesome mentors that have been helping us, but we need we need more, you know. So like that's those are the things that we pray about when we're when we're talking during the week. That's that's what we need. We we all work full time jobs. Almost everybody on our team works full time jobs. And we have so many awesome volunteers that dedicate their time. They, they come on our calls on Thursday nights. They they volunteer their time throughout the week, writing articles, social media posts and all that. We believe that we can become Sony Universal. That's that's what that's the vision I believe God gave me for this. So I'm not going to quit on that journey. We're at the very, very beginning stages of that. But I believe, like Jeremiah says, we have the gifting to do it. So we just need the support. We need somebody to say, I believe you. I believe in you. I know God told you the real thing. I I see where you need help. And I'm going to give you the finances to get it. Because honestly, it's really hard to work a full-time job and do this. We do this almost as much as we do our full-time job throughout the week. It's a lot. It takes a lot. So um, I believe we're going to get there. Keep praying for us. Uh, Mm. Talk to people. Refer people. Whatever you need to do. Um, but that's that's honestly what we are praying for. So if you could join us in that, yeah. that'll be helpful. And I just want to leave everybody with just one one piece of advice. Um, I missed out on spending years and years and years of accumulated time with my dad because I didn't like his new wife and his new wife didn't like me. And she had enough force to keep me away. And I just want you to know that if you're out there and you have that type of situation or you haven't spoken to your parents in a certain number of time, give them a call. Go see them. Spend some time with them. Don't let someone else's um, dislike or your dislike for someone keep you from the people that you love, because the time is short. You can get the phone call tomorrow and it's all over. And that's one of the regrets is that I missed out on years and years of sitting at my father. Uh, sitting at his kitchen table, having conversations with him, worried is looking at the watch like, is she coming home before I leave and all that kind of stuff? So, you know, I pray for you guys on that situation. Don't let that be what you regret, you know, when you say goodbye. All right. So Jeremiah's been teasing this. You're going to end on a big, big, big note. This is a big line. <laughs> you in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You're in the field with the track stars, running with the track stars, track, tracking with the track stars, in the track stars universe. Ooh, ooh, ooh. stay on track with us. Y'all know what time it is. Ryan Righteous, DJ Jeremiah, Sean Tanner, time it is. Y'all know what time it is. This your man Branson God Chases Entertainment. Buckle your seat belts for line for line. Vote Christian though. Yeah. 
All right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Retcher, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right. Make sure you go check out NectarDistro.com. It's been some great things happening with Nectar right now. We got some great opportunities coming in the future. Listen, you want to be a part of something great. You want to share. And you know what? The funny thing about it is I've been trying to hire somebody to do some work at my house. And yesterday I had a conversation with a guy who I think I'm going to hire. And I just trusted what he said because he was his own man. He was a one, you know, small shop and so for me it felt like i had all of his attention i had all of his time that's what you get when you come to nectar you have opportunity to have your questions answered get real-time feedback and opportunity to really be a part of something special that's going to grow into something that god is really going to bless and be monumental so make sure that if you're an artist out there you want to distribute your music to a network of people over 200 plus digital outlets spotify apple music pandora uh, you name it you have an opportunity with nectar all right so go to nectardistro.com sign up today that was uh that was good man Thank you, man. You it, come, it, comes off <laughs> it comes off different when you say it from the heart, David. That's, That's funny. That. All right, man. It's line for line time, man. It's a good one, man. Um, I think I think people um, is going to like it. It's going to like it's kind of a vibey day, like okay. a vibey day. You know what I'm saying? So um, I would say, of course, not the Migos, though. It's not the Migos. Um, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk dropped the project last week that got like, I mean, people are saying Lil Baby is the man right now, bro. Like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I thought it was the baby, but they saying Lil Baby. Okay. And him and Lil Dirk dropped one of the hottest records out last week. And I need the two of them to change their names, though. That's just too much. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, bro. Yeah, That's Lil Baby. I just, come on now. Go get, so, a, go get a strong name like Savage. Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Okay. But they um they they killing it right now, man. Little baby, like mm-hmm. I said, little baby got a record with Kurt. That's fire too. It's good. Um, with Just Blaze. So, but little baby and little Dirk is going against Paris, Kariz, and Jared Mana. We're gonna get that going right now. Oh, wow. So let's get it popping, man. The views and opinion of the track stars and the track star universe are not the views of the. Uh, I'm sorry, not the views of the opinions of the artists, the labor producers, and others. If you feel offended by this, please step, stop now. If you're a person who listen to Christian artists at your cup of tea, we understand. We got noteworthies. You can go check out topics, interviews, and other stuff that we do on our channels. Actually, now we got um. Um, I gotta add that to it now. What what else do we have? We do. Uh, what's, I had a name for. I'm sorry. We are not copying any of the battle formats. We've been doing this since the 2000. Uh, Paris Careers and Jeremiah is not the Christian version of anybody. It's just a bit. All right. So here we go. We're gonna start this thing off. We're gonna start it off with a little baby first. It's called Still Running. Here we go. Anything close to a dub and a young in the walk for a hundred, he down to get caught. Long as I send him my items, consider it bop. I call the shots on the boss, I'm riding with a semi. Two of them, I can't die in my city. Do it, shoot, ain't gotta be pretty. Catch him out and we handle the business. I ain't getting in no business. 30 million, my mind in the trench still. Look good, make a not turn around. They got Brody on camera, he coming home. Running off from a scale to a microphone. Treat you all like a motherfucking Nike store. And you know he ain't that, why you hype him up? Anytime we have smoke, it just pipe me up. Never know the outcome, so you try your luck. Get whatever you want when I'm trying to f- Let me tell it nobody. Alright, that was still running by um Lil Baby. This is Paris Careers, Waves Crashing. Here we go. 
Call P for the water so the hit waves me. I'm lifting weights in the yay so the fit crazy. Way crashing, kick with slick in a straight jacket. Same fabrics, why I sell? You stay lacking. I slay dragons, devil wanted the same fashion. I could really make a dollar off straight jacket. I could really make a problem and you all absent. God changed me and my dog, no, I'm not capping. We are not in the debate, they want this on tape. Had to go back to the braids, couldn't do the cake. On my brother's 45, we is not flagging. It's still a gang, let it sing, do it with a passion. If it's the butter oh my God, I'ma make it. All right, that was yeah. Paris Careers and Jeremena with Waves Crashing versus Little Baby and Little Dirk still running. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go song number one on there. Jeremiah, I think you missed the word on that first, I did. first matchup. Yeah, I'm slipping good. again. Even the clean, yo, I'm buying the clean version of these songs. So that's why I'm like, and then I'm reading the lyrics at the same time as I'm editing them. So I don't know what song. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It was right before the word Nike. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so you went with Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. I did. Okay, cool. Uh, Sean? I like the vibe on that one. Those are so close to me. I'm, I'm going to toss it right off the top. Jesus. Ooh, Sean. Sean. I'm tossing it. Ooh. Wow. I'm going with Paris and, and Jera. Jera. Jerry Manor. Waves crossing. Crashing, I'm sorry. All right, so it's really up to the folks online. Hey. Hey, shout out to the people last week that helped us out when Damo was um uh was not on. And we appreciate Damo every week doing this. And Damo said the Splash Brothers, which is Paris Careers and Jared Mena took that one. Mm-hmm. They get on a board with one oh. Here we mm-hmm. go. All right, we're gonna start off uh, round two. This is um let's see. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is uh, Paris Careers. We're going to start off him and Jeremiah. Wave on 10. Here we go. Wave on 10. Never kept a ride with the wave on swim. Had a chain stakes, no deal. Brother had iron, so I never had a steel. Never could crack, no sale. I was busy in the kitchen trying to find a way to mills. Kind of get me in the civic. I can promise you it's ill. You ain't got to act or the way don't spill. I ain't want to take that call. I couldn't let us take that fall. She ain't want nothing but to pet that dog. I ain't wanna give her that link. I ain't wanna tell her what I thought about the link. If it ain't my bro. All right, that was Paris Careers and Jared Mena with Waves on 10. This is Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, How It Feels. Here we go. I'm a billionaire in the making, I promise I'm gonna get one. Look, trying to chase me, had to steal for him. Only had a couple dollars, I was still getting fresh. I ain't trying to sound cocky, but I feel on the best. Every time I want the maximum, I ain't taking nothing less. I've been back to back just, but I still fly Delta. Thick list. All right, that was Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. How it feels versus Paris Careers and Jeremena. Wave on 10. Who y'all going with? Mm-hmm. Um, which one was that, Lil Dirk or Lil Baby? Um, uh, Rapping was Lil Baby. Lil Baby. Mm. <sighs> mm. I'm going to go a toss on this one. Dang, y'all using your toss too early, man. Um, Bilar. I got um, Lil Baby on that. Baby, I am gonna go with um Paris and the board, Paris and Jara, Jerry, wave on 10. Mm. 
<laughs> that's funny. People saying toss, toss, little baby, the lows, Paris, and Jeremiah. Jeremiah, who'd you do line for line when you did Chris Elijah? Um, I think we did Lil Dirk. I think that was Lil the Dirk. time we did him and Dirk. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm feeling that that like I really like Chris Elijah as an artist. So yeah. when I hear that like that vibey type thing, I want to lean that way even in this line for line. So I'm trying to listen more to Paris and um trying to listen more to Paris and uh Jerry Manor, but I, I love both of them as artists, so Oh. Let's see what you got. All right. Um, that round went to the Littles. <laughs> That's what they keep calling them online. The Littles won that round. So they the won Littles. that 2-1. Now the score is 1-1 going into round three. All right. We're going to start off with um, um, the Littles this time. Um, medical. Here we go. How you steady screaming out child support, you don't need to support your own child You don't support none of your n***a locked in them cages, you waiting for trial I was always one of the you through the whole hood, pray make it out Don't shoot the innocent bastards, you gon' slide, then make it count Going around this like you real with it, whole time you a clown If you ain't no TF or 4PF, I think out loud I can't trust you, you run off with some clothes, I can just imagine pounds Chicago, they like they know you but rob you, I'm just putting you down Friends or not, you touch one of my chains, them gon' put you down I'm saving style, bulletproof track, I'll all right, that was a little bit. I mean, that was little baby and little Dirk, which was little Dirk uh, medical. This is uh, Jeremina with Rolling Loud Festival. Here we go, in the Paris career. They're riding with the water, so it's legible. Didn't read the wave, had to put it in a bearable. Ballet baby bad, but at first it was terrible. She ain't know the truth, but she heard it's incredible. Gotta stay on that hill to pat the daddy like a vegetable. Then really we rode on the road to the festival. I seen what y'all did, but to this, not comparable. He had through the live, and the time it was impeccable. Yeah, I had to speed it up. I need a set of rolling loud and make the speakers bust. Yeah, couldn't get a. All right, that was Rolling Loud Festival by Paris Careers and Jeremina versus Little Baby and Little Dirk's Medical. Who y'all going with? Now, shout out to Jerry on that boy. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going uh, with the Splash Brothers on that. Okay, Rolling Loud Festival. Shantana. Um, I got little Dirk on that. Okay. Oh wow. Um. Oh, I, I actually like both of those. I don't want to toss though, man. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to Baby and Dirk by the edge of the chin chin chin. Man, I thought Jerry wrote that beat and yeah, he did his thing though. He brought so much vibe to that song. I was like, oh, this, this is easy. Yeah, he did his thing. I, th- I thought Paris, um, not Paris. Um, I thought Dirk killed his. Wow. All right, let's see what we're looking at. Let's see what we're looking at. I definitely at. think I like Dirk better than mm-hmm. Lil Baby, though. Dirk. When I can tell him apart. Splash, Paris, Lil Dirk. We're waiting on Damo. We're waiting on our DC brother. Oh, the Splash Brothers took it online. With that being said, it's a wash, 2-2. Two, two. Mm. So that's washed out. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Round four. Um, now the, the score is still – I'm sorry. The score is still 1-1. One, one. Uh, and this is round four. We're going to start this off with um, um, Paris, Cariz, and Jeremena's Tunchi. Here we go. 
He had to walk for a mile, carrying sticks as a child. Thinking about skipping his class. Lil' mama shaking up. She's trying to get him to doubt. Daddy was chopping up soap on a push to get cash. His mama was stuck on them vows. It was just stuck in the bricks. Now they gon' build him a house. They trying to move out of town. This is just a story of hope. They trying to pull him away. Sticks in the video. Listen, little brother, I get it. But 12 wanna throw you away. They giving 50 for nothing, little brother. Are you trying to spend you a virgin estate? Hard to neglect that is hating your heart. Hard to respect someone living a lie. She's trying to be someone else for a life. She's trying to move to New York for the hype. She only follows celebrities. All right, that was um, Paris Careers and Jared Menon with um, Tunchi. This is Lil Baby and Lil Dirk, Voices of the Heroes. Here we go. I wasn't even trying to be no idol. I put niggas on and all of a sudden they feel entitled. But the barbers only, you only get this kid when you got a title. I'm exhausted, I've been working shift to shift, but I keep fighting. Not my fault if I don't miss your likeness. And I'm still sitting still. We the ones for real, for real. I just got 200 for a walk through, I still drill. High speed chasing the dodge stretches, I can still pill them. I be trying to put on a smile for them, but I don't really feel them. I just spent 350 on the ritual for the second time. I showed all my niggas in the trenches, it's a better life. Never all right, Little Baby and Little Dirk, Voices of the Heroes, Paris Careers, and um, Jermana Tunchi. Who y'all going with? What, did y'all hear like an outcast sample in the Jerry uh, Manor? I, and... You should know. Whew. Of course it will. My, that's my turn, my face up when I heard that. I was like, What song yeah. from Outcast? Oh, that's good. That's good. You know what? Trying to figure out what, if oh, it was man, a sample wife. threw me off. What's the sample? Somebody, mm. somebody tell me the same. I, I, I couldn't catch it. It was, it was ja definitely an outcast Jazzy, song. Jazzy Bell or what was it called? Oh, maybe Jazzabelle. Maybe Jazzabelle. Yep. yep, sure was. Yep. Mm. So I'm gonna go with the um, Splash Brothers. <laughs> outcast. <laughs> You're going with Outcast. Outcast. Um, going with outcast. Um, I I I really liked um what the Lils did on that one, but. I will say the the outcast sample helped on the other side, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, Paris and, and Man on that one. Oh, okay. So don't you? Um, I am going to go with um, Voices of the Heroes by Little Baby and Little Dirt. With that. So it's two one. Let's see what we're gonna go with there. Let's see. It looked like a lot of Splash Brothers. I see some loads too. Mm-hmm. So. Damo. Damo. Where we at? Damo. Where we at? Damo. Where we splash. at? Splash. Oh, Splash Brothers took it. Yeah, All right. They up now. 2-1. All right. Here we go. We're going to round five. We're going to start off with um Lil Dirt and Lil Baby up the side. Here we go. Street with elite status. Yeah. I'm pop me a pink. Make killing a fetish. Yeah. I know a scam who will leak your ass. I'm low key, so I ain't sleeping in the Why Keisha didn't blow up my belly? Right. I'm a street, stay on my business. Right. My don't stand with a Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. They say I lost my mind when I'm off these drugs. I go to sleep. I was the one my dog had caught up on. I couldn't reach. Gotta watch out for the ones you call your dog. Cause he a leech. I done fucked up my whole profit. Made it back in one week. I scream free now like nine times. I'ma always carry my nine. They shot my cousin from the blind side. They ain't even look mad. Ah, that was um, Lil Dirk and Lil Baby. Up the side. Um, this is Mercy Mercy by Paris Careers and Jeremana. Here we go. Lotus from the land of the gap. I walk with the wave and I stay with the slash. I slide for the fee, but I pray for the stacks. Some time over years, not a time on the map. Hey, but now we in the boat, it all was homegrown. I'm all up in the death, you jiggers, it's so 
go low They wanna see me wave, I pull up and show bow I see myself in the mercy of Lago I took his mercy cause it's mine though I'm number one and you and mine Alright, that was uh, Jeremina and uh, Paris Caribbean and Jeremina Mercy, Mercy versus Little Baby and Little Dirks up the side Who y'all going with? Boy, that Mercy bar was tough. I like that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to the Splash Brothers on that one. Fontana. I like the way they came in together. So. Yeah, I, I I thought um I thought their song was way better than the Lil's on that one. I thought that was yeah the Lil song wasn't good. <laughs> I I am gonna go with the Splash Brothers as well. So this. Three all, three all. So I don't think is this it's... common knowledge, the Splash Brothers thing, or you, Ryan, you just rolling with it, or you knew that already? Yeah, I knew it already. Oh, sure, sure. All right, now it's oh, three. Did they go by that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah, that's the name of the, the album, Splash Brothers. No, I'm just saying I... he referred to him like he knew people call him that. <laughs> that's funny. All right, man, it's three one. Is the score? We're going into round six. We're going to start off with. Um, um, Paris Careers and Jeremena. This is called Cap of the Cap on the Children. All right, here we go. Alright, wow. Honestly, that was um that was Jeremina and not Cloud. I think they was doing both eight okay. bar verses. So that was them two on that one verse. Um this is actually a good song. Cap on the children is a dope song. One case on it as well with Paris Caris. Alright, that was um Paris Caris and um Jeremina Cap on the Children. This is Lil Dirt Hats Off. Here we go. I'm a D-boy, do it for T-Roy I'm on you forever, that just run the V-Roy I'm with the killers forever, the children just in me The Grammys can't change me for nothing I like the dudes who let me just offer them cash You never gonna add me for nothing, never gonna switch Only time I ever switch is a Glock with a motherfucking button Rappers be running back telling them dudes we hitting That's why I don't be telling them nothing 4TF, only the following with four pockets full But we keep it a hundred That shit solid, I done took loss I done turned robbers to killers and boss I been that roof from way, way back Way before Uzi was driving across We just a family Alright, that was um Lil Baby and Lil Dirk hats off versus Paris Charisma and Jeremana Cap of the Children. Somebody just said in the um comments that wasn't um not Clyde with him. So shout out to Jerry Manor. I thought it was not Clyde. But I was I'm wrong. I'm sorry, bro. Mm. They're saying it saying? is or it isn't not Clyde. No, they were saying it wasn't not Clyde. It was just all Jeremana. That's what somebody's saying in the audience. Nah, no, that was two somebody different people. That was yeah, that sounded Clyde. like two different people. Two different people. Anyway, they won. Whoever they were, <laughs> whoever they were, won. they won my vote. <laughs> All right, so Capital Children for you. Yep. Yeah, I got the same on that one. Dark was kind of despising on it though, but yeah, Capital Children. The song didn't sound as good. Somebody asked earlier uh, when we when we were talking about the Outcast samples, like, "Oh, y'all voting for samples?" So the way this works, when we started, Line for Line was about. Because back when people cared about rapping, um, line for line was about like the actual metaphors and bars and stuff. But as the times changed, we realized we need to evolve a little bit. And since we worked in yeah. radio, it became more so 
which song would you pick for your radio station? Right. If you were the 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 um, program director and you got both these songs at the same time, which one would you play? Um, ignoring content. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. So everything is involved. It's the lyrics. It's the uh, the the music. It's their performance. Everything is involved mm-hmm. in it because it's, it's the whole song. So. And you know what, Sean? People might not know that this is a real thing, too, because yeah. when we were at the radio station, they would play 30 seconds of a song. Yeah. And this if your song didn't capture them in 30 seconds, you don't get played on the radio you really station. Don't even and we have, worked, you really don't have right. 30 seconds. We're giving you extra. Facts. Yeah. And, and, and you... And we worked at the t- one of the top five hip-hop radio stations in the country, so they've set the tone for what happened in hip-hop in the South. Yeah, like, everything you know about goes through those people in that room. Like, you don't hear mm-hmm. about songs unless the people in that room, when they click play, yeah. if they don't choose you, you have a rough time yeah. being popular in hip-hop. Yeah. So well, this, is, yeah. this is what that... We're recreating that moment where you walk in to Radio 1, Glass Room... They close the door. They had the radio on mm. the table. Click. This is how it really yep. goes. Click. Yeah. Yeah. Click. All right. What y'all think? And we had score sheets too. <laughs> yeah. So you had like you had like ten people, ten to twelve people deciding the fate of your album, you know, of your record. And we got to be one of those people. Mm. That was fun. So now we're just now we're just <laughs> y'all doing know it how for I you. was. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're just doing it for you. And we've been through the process. We took one of our songs oh, yeah. from FMG up there, and we went through that whole process too. So. This is how it really goes. They they don't even give you thirty seconds. Like if you if you don't catch them 15. right away, fifteen seconds and that's it. Um, so yeah. that's that's what line for line evolved into is going letting you guys go through that process of can you catch people right away? Mm-hmm. And they have their whole catalog. They know what they play already. So you're competing yeah. against. This is real life. You're competing against what they already play. So if they co- yeah. if you come in and they click play and they can tell you a Christian and you better blow them off. You better knock them out. Yeah. Because they can tell you're a Christian right off the bat, so they you, they gonna have to really love your song to give you a chance. Yeah, beats right. got to be fire. Yeah, and honestly, I think we got that stuff now. Honestly, man, I mean, what we was going through back in the day, it was it was kind of rough. You know, what I mean, some stuff was still like, you know, the mainstream production was a little bit ahead. But now yeah. I think with the with the the advancement of Fruity Loops and people using sound kits and everybody having yeah. the same type of drums and stuff like now now it's like. At even playing field yeah. so you know what i mean i think you know as much as uh, i think right now paris careers and jeremiah could get on any radio station right now mm-hmm. based off the stuff if we they, were playing. If they walk in with this yeah they're yeah straight. They're yeah straight. Mike, when we went to one indistinguishable when we went to 1079 what song did we take did we take winning yeah we took like winning winning <laughs> All right, thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, honestly, no, he, he didn't. I, I think I, he was just like, but you know what? Because he knew me. Yeah, because and that's probably because I used to like, work with the guy, and he'd be like, he was like, yeah, let me hear it. So he listened to like a minute, didn't he? Yeah, he, he gave. But us he heard action. the guy stuff. Yeah. He heard the guy stuff. And he was like, oh, I see what y'all are trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> exact words. Yeah, I see what y'all yeah. are trying to do. <laughs> but it was. But you know what's so funny? What I learned about that process is that. That like people you sometimes you're not the problem, yeah. And that's what I learned about that. It's like sometimes people are just in their in their life and in it, and honestly, from a biblical standpoint, in their sin that they don't want nothing different that would challenge their listeners to live a different life than what they have. And then also <laughs> messing with their bottom line because yeah. it would be crazy that if FMG winning got on regular rotation and after winning is 
oh, tonight at Blue Flame or, you know what I'm saying, or yeah. or yeah. some drinking or some alcohol beverage. So it's, it's a contradiction. So they like, okay, well, we're not going to go that far. We got to make sure it's something. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's yeah. honestly right now, it's so many talented rappers and, and, and stuff like, you know what I mean, that could be on the radio right now that's in our genre that people are just getting overlooked. And, I, and I, my prayer is that if somebody sees this in our genre, like they're not, it's not because you're not talented. It's because these people are just like, they, they're they worried about money. And then two, that some of them are just in their sin. Like yeah. they, they're not trying to hear you say, live a better life to a, a young lady versus yeah. that, like that girl talking like Cardi or, or Megan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not trying to hear Angie Rose talk about some life changing stuff or mm-hmm. one day talk about some life changing stuff. Versus somebody talking about, you know, get him for his money. Mm-hmm. MC Nice just brought up a good point. Yeah, CHH has eight stations that are now being recognized by the Nielsen, BDS, and Billboard. So we have to definitely learn more about it and support them. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that's a great thing. And and MC Nice is leading the charge on that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for what he's done and, and everything he's done for our genre and everything he's continued to do. I, I'm just talking about locally, like here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, like I, yeah. I, one day can go on Hot 107.9 right now. Oh, yeah. You can go okay. on B. 103 easily and angie rose you know what i'm saying and other female artists as well but it's just like they look at the bottom line of stuff if if chas get popular and popping or like people like and people like oh wow this makes money okay then they're gonna put it on Mm -hmm. because it's a money maker it's all about money honestly at the end of the day that's what i learned too you know what i mean all right, y'all. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're doing round seven if you're in the official universe. Thank you for everybody who signed up last week. You guys should be in the official universe, so switch over to the Facebook group. If you want to sign up and be ready for next week's round seven, make sure you go to trackstars.com forward slash official. Sign up. Uh, first month is free, and you get a free T-shirt, and you can cancel right after. <laughs> like It's, amazing. it's, it's absolutely Don't free. There's no reason. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. You can cancel if you want to. Uh, Got so the shirt, I'm good. Exactly. You get a free T-shirt if you want. So go ahead and you sign stay up. in the membership. You and I are going to do a FaceTime. <laughs> and, he, and here's another secret. FaceTime. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't kick you out right away unless, <laughs> you know, later on I might find out you stop paying. So just go and do it, man. Go sign up for the universe. Get a free T-shirt. Help us out. Um, your support really, really uh, helps take us to the next level. So we're about to switch over to the official universe. So jump in there immediately and uh, we'll hang out. All right, y'all. We love y'all. You in the field. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Until next time, next time, next time.